I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Daily jazz advice and occasional counterpoint coming at you. Was that... That was technically counterpoint, I guess. It was. I kind of slipped into more of a rhythmic bass line because I got excited, but, you know, whatever. Such a jazz cat. Right. Well, I'm going to learn so much along with our listeners and along with you this episode that I'll be able to execute a little better on my counterpoint by the end. How about that? That's great. Yeah, we had a a question at youllhearit.com, by the way, which you can go to if you ever want to ask us a question. That's right. It's a question from a listener, uh, Leo, and Leo asks, hey there. Could you take an episode to explain counterpoint? I hear people talk about it all the time, and I have no idea what it is or the concept behind it. Uh, hope you are well, Leo. Th- Leo, thank you for the question. Uh, we've done a little bit talking about counterpoint. Yes. We've never done, I, th- I think, a whole episode on it. Right. Um, you know, it's not something that can really be talked about in 10 to 12 minutes uh, in full, but we can kind of give you a brief description about uh, what it is and maybe how you can use it in your jazz playing and maybe yeah. some resources that we've uh, used to develop some counterpoint ideas. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, first of all, counterpoint, if, if my understanding of this uh, is correct, and if it's not correct, I, I'm too old to relearn it, so this is my concept. <laughs> no, but it's basically just two different melodic lines going on at the same time that are distinct from each other. Exactly. And, and usually they're not, um, they're not, it's not really counterpoint if they're running in parallel, like two melodies that are octaves running at the same rhythm and the same melody. That's not counterpoint. It's that's harmony. just double. That's exactly. Yeah, yeah. And so it's two different independent things. And so I think there's a lot of great applications for it, usages uh, for it in jazz. And um, I, I'm not sure about you, Adam, but for me, I kind of learned classical counterpoint first, but I was also listening to a lot of jazz and learning some you know kind of early jazz piano that actually did include some counterpoint but i didn't really make the connection with the classical traditional counterpoint i mean i learned out of this book walter i think it was walter piston piston Mm -hmm. for sure uh counterpoint which is like an old school uh sort of textbook not even a textbook just book explanation uh which was really good that my dad recommended and kind of had sitting around the house it was probably like a 1961 version from when he was in music school or something um but then I also dabbled in the Schoenberg, uh, you know, counterpoint book. But basically, um, you know, the application, I think, to jazz that really first resonated with me and could be a good thing for people to start to get into understanding this is at the piano, just a bass line, which is really a melodic thing. We always try to, you know, separate, separate it out and say it's just a company, but a in, good bass line is jazz, a melody. Especially, in jazz, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, in any music, but especially in jazz, because of the f- the four elements, right, right, yeah. and then like I mean, like in a Bach fugue or something, like if it's a, 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 a what are the fugues usually four parts or yeah, yeah, or even like a chorale, Bach chorale, which we always think about studying harmony, but there's a lot of interesting counterpoint stuff happening sometimes with the bass line. Certainly with the fugues, the melody can be anywhere in any of the voices: bass, you know, baritone, tenor, alto, soprano, any of those different registers. So in jazz, when you get a really good bass line going. And then just a really nice melody. And like a lot of the, the, the lessons that we do for the students is like break it down to just those two elements. And then you're talking about counterpoint. So you have yeah. the melody 
and then you have the baseline going at the same time. There's your counterpoint. Absolutely. You know, you can check out uh, in jazz. I always refer to students to Con Alma, mm. the great Dizzy, Dizzy Gillespie uh, composition, because there are these. It's it's a counterpoint between the bass and the melody. Yeah. Um, you can also check out. Um, uh, tunes by Coltrane, like Giant Steps and Countdown. Yep. Oh, you yeah. know, those bass lines and melodies between those changes uh, are a great example of some jazz counterpoint, right? Yep. Where it's like the way those two uh, lines interact are the crucial parts of this. And if, you, if you're good and you can play all this stuff, like for instance, Giant Steps, it's, it's almost a detriment to really understanding counterpoint. That's why we say break it down to the root movement, mm -hmm. not even if it's not a bass line, like if it's quick enough, like like um, giant steps because i just saw this i don't know if you've seen this kind of i think it's axiom or axis or something does this the thing about giant steps yeah. like a break this first of all we got to talk we got to do an episode of that there's some false information I in know, there i know there's i don't like to use the term fake news but there's some <laughs> fake information in there okay but what, one thing that did i think it did sort of touch on but didn't explain enough would make sense for this counterpoint and that's this with the baseline coming over to the Kranich and bach Kranich and bach That's the melody of the root movement. That's not even a bass line. That's just the root movement. Yeah. And then it goes and does the same thing in another key, the same uh, melodic movement. So once you start to hear that, and, and this is an interesting one because the melody moves right with it rhythmically yeah, yeah. too. Rhythmically, yeah. But it's going in a different direction. So even before you're playing and delineate the harmony in between, just play the root and the melody of, a, of really any tune, but especially this kind of thing, and then you'll start to kind of understand counterpoint. And the whole thing with counterpoint, I think that's important for jazz, is being able to hear distinct um, melodic lines in different registers on any instrument, vocal, piano, um, saxophone, or, or whatever, at the same time, because that's such an important skill for us to have in a, a jazz improvisation situation with a band, because you want to be able to hear that the, the bass line as a melody while you're playing a different melody, while maybe there's some inner movement with the pianist or whatever. Yeah. So an interesting thing also about Giant Steps is yeah. that sometimes... Uh, PC, Paul Chambers, the bass player, will create a different counterpoint with that same chord changes, but using a different root movement. Right, right. He'll substitution. He'll right? use the yeah, fifth yeah. as a substitution. So instead yep. of that, he'll go straight down because you can create these other counterpoint melodies within you know, that, that chord structure yeah. as a bass note. I remember uh, one of the teachers that had the, the biggest effect on me in college at the new school was Armin Danilian, who taught ear training, but is really more of a music theory slash life coach kind of, <laughs> right. kind of personality. And um, he always would preach that the bass line needs to be just as singable and melodic as the melody. Oh, I love that. You know what I mean? I love and if that. You can, if you can create bass lines that are memorable and singable, with the you know as well as the melody then you're really creating something special yep and i think that's that goes for giant steps it goes for anything like that it goes for konama um as well uh countdown um you know i came to the actual study of classical counterpoint a little bit later i'd already been playing a lot of jazz and i just had started this was maybe eight to ten years ago mm. i'd started writing more for strings and doing orchestral mm. arrangements and uh, really wanted to understand some of these rules of of creating these uh, these counterpoint melodies, uh, and a friend of mine, a classical composer, recommended the study of counterpoint by Johann Joseph Fuchs. Fuchs, I think that's a safe uh, a safe pronunciation of that. That's, yeah, that's what we're going with <laughs> for, for our PG thirteen <laughs> for our PG thirteen spelling podcast. F U X. Oh, F U. I thought it was F U C H S. Nope. 
F-U-X. F-U-X. Ooh, Fuchs. Yeah, Fuchs What's is good. What's say? Right, okay. Uh, anyway, but this is an amazing book. It's like $11 on, in paperback. It's called The Study of Counterpoint by Fuchs, uh, F-U-X. And it's uh, it's the same book that Haydn learned from, Mozart learned from, Beethoven. It's been hacks, trans... Hacks, hacks, hacks. It's been, it's been, it's one of the oldest counterpoint uh, pedagogy book, pedagogy books uh, there is, and you can still buy it. And there's all these great exercises. I know I've talked about it on the podcast before. All these great exercises. It's going to make you sound like those guys, right? Like you're going to. It's not going to develop your, you know, uh, modern jazz writing at all. There's, there's no uh, blues counterpoint uh, studies chapter there, in there. <laughs> there is not. But it's, it's kind of good to just go through some of these yeah. exercises, build on it, understand these rules of Western, you know, harmony and the, and the basis they of Western counterpoint. Yeah. They all apply to, to pretty much anything that yeah. Western music. Music does. Um, it's so. almost like math. Like when you, I mean, math. There's new discoveries made. There's new usages in engineering and all this. But like the foundations of mathematics, just like the foundations of music, with the scales that we use, that never changes. And once you have that foundation, it's fun and dare I say, not necessarily easy, but becomes useful and easy at, at a certain point to apply it to this style of jazz. And and you know. The things that make it jazz, I mean, you don't have to worry about it. You're not going to sound classical when you're playing jazz because, you know, the groove and the harmony and the different ways that we use it in jazz will come out. That's already inside of you. Yeah. But it is fun to really go back and get some of those foundational things. You know, for listening for jazz, for counterpoint, there's a ton of options. I mean, first of all, almost anything Duke Ellington ever made oh, yeah. has such sophisticated harmony and counterpoint. Yeah. And is really worth transcribing, worth trying to get your hands on some of those old scores. Yeah, studying the scores, I think. And, and look, you can see on a basic level, you know, it's, it's, it's counterpoint is about being able to look at a score even before you can totally hear. If you can look at it and hear it, that's even better. But to be able to identify vertical versus horizontal, obviously the horizontal being the counterpoint if, if it's there, which it usually is. Totally agree. And check out also, uh, I've been listening to a lot of Art Blakey lately, and mm. especially when Wayne Shorter was in the band, you can check out, I mean, there's a, it walks the line between, you know, harmony and counterpoint, but there's yeah. a lot of counterpoint going yeah. on. And I mean, it, it, it is with really... The, with the melody lines. With the melody the, lines. the three-part you know, writing. I'm thinking like Three Blind Mice and all these albums yeah. that have these Absolutely. great lines that go parallel and sometimes... Uh, envelop the melody and mm. it's incredible what they what they accomplished and it's almost like they envelop the melody like in like they're in an envelope <laughs> when, when we, when, could we say that i think that's literally <laughs> what it means dude. Oh, okay good well so. good well we nailed that one <laughs> as <laughs> usual Leo. counterpoint achieved <laughs> uh leo hope this helped answer your question even a little bit uh check out those two books um, yeah, let's do a little, a little roundup. Remember, little, people little like roundup. You can check out uh, Duke Ellington. Uh, <laughs> you can check out uh, Coltrane, Giant Steps, Countdown. You yep. can check out uh, Dizzy Gillespie's Con Alma. Anything from Art Blakey from the Wayne Shorty, Shorter yep. area. Area? Man, I'm having a hard time. Area, area. Era. And then the books are all, I think they're all called Counterpoint. Is the Fuchs book called counter, Studies in Counterpoint? The Study of Counterpoint. Study of Counterpoint. There's the Walter Piston Counterpoint. Yep. Uh, and then the Arnold Schoenberg. I think it's like Studies in Counterpoint or something. Yep. Um, but those are any of those. I mean, you're going to get a lot, a lot. And then if you want to go deep, go deep. That's right. Um, we have some new reviews. Oh, it's been a minute. Uh, it's do, been a minute. Do we have any seven-star reviews? We, you know what? We've we ask what you, ask and you shall receive. <laughs> have there ever been truer words written than that? You know, man, I love seven-star <laughs> reviews. They're good. Um, I'm going to read our most recent one. I don't even know if this is actually seven stars, but um, well, if it's not, don't even. Oh, bother. it is. It starts out key component of jazz piano studies. 
I see five stars. That's why I was like, but then right after that, he wrote, he or she wrote seven stars. As a recent subscriber to the OSN Jazz Piano Course, this podcast is a key component of my daily engagement in listening and practicing. As a mature hobbyist, in um, quotes, now I don't know, do they mean they're of mature age or they're mature at being a hobbyist? I mean, that's what <laughs> I say because I'm old. <laughs> I would want to talk about myself. Yeah. Okay. Mature. As a mature hobbyist with the time to get serious about chops and deep knowledge, I really pre- appreciate the OSN approach of committed professional teachers supporting and responding to a worldwide community of players. And that's from retiree Steve from the USA. Um, so yeah, I guess it's mature and, and retired. So that's, thank you so much, Steve, for that. And, and I, I actually, you know, our goal with Open Studio is really exactly what you've put it better than, than we've been able to come up with, um, committed professional teachers supporting and responding to a worldwide community of players. That's truly what we have, and I'm yep. so appreciative um, to our professional teachers, starting with you, Adam, right here in-house. Uh, well, you're you know, welcome, buddy. Going all the way you know, <laughs> to Christian McBride down oh, in man. Reeves, um, Gregory Hutchinson at the drums. I mean, these are truly you know, the best of the best players and professional but they are great teachers that's right like we don't have anybody here that just can 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 play but doesn't know how to inspire how to teach how to explain yeah you know some people they, they don't want to they don't want to pull the the what was the thing in the in the whiz and the wizard the curtain. they don't want to oh, pull the, the curtain, curtain back oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah but it was like they were hiding behind there remember the 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 wizard was back there it was, was a it, cur- it was a curtain well, it was a big grandiose curtain though wasn't but it? that's what the whole they talk <laughs> about pulling the curtain back that's really? what okay. that's from the wizard of oz okay so the curtain like i said bro <laughs> Thanksgiving, man. You need to catch up on your Wizard of Oz for yeah. real. Okay, so pulling the curtain so back, that's, <laughs> that's, that's what they do and, and really give you the, the fun insights and the, the tricks of the trade. And the other part he says about the worldwide community of players, we're so, so much thanks that we have this Thanksgiving week, but every week for these great players, many of them mature hobbyists, but we have some amazing professional players and yeah. we don't even draw the line. We just have people that are passionate like we are about this music and, and the movement that, that we are, you know, just sort of organizing here. We didn't create it. Yeah. We're just sort of, you know, trying to connect you know the teachers and the players with the people that want to hear that and that's what we're about it's pretty cool man i mean even for i know for us like we get joy out of seeing someone like steve wilson or jeffrey keezer pull the curtain back on their process like it's it's eye-opening that's why i've been getting better i mean you notice i've been getting better (laughs) these last couple i noticed you have been too yeah and we get the lessons for free you know so it's it's a lot of but personal benefit you're you're, you have the curtain wide open sometimes a little too much (laughs) hey Uh, now (laughs) no but it is it is awesome and our and our community of students all across the globe i mean yeah. we're in dozens and dozens scores of yeah. countries now and it's great you know i i get to interact on a daily basis in our our we have our own in-house social uh, network the hang we have our own facebook group and yep. i get to really interact with our students it's awesome to yep. get to, to hear from professionals and amateurs and beginners and people who are aspiring to just play you know jazz and it's really a fun community so yeah uh, and, and i mean last month in october i was able to meet i actually traveled to five continents on tour uh i think the most i've ever done in one month but on every uh continent i met students of ours members of open studio it was so fun folks that came up to me some, some i had met before um and said you know and they weren't all students of mine they were some of a different courses or all access pass and so that that's a really beautiful kind of personal connection and i i, I love that meeting meeting folks out there so Thank you, Steve. And uh, we have a little bit of uh, exciting yeah. news this week. So don't we? you might have noticed, you know, we, we rarely go in for 
this kind of deal here on the You'll Hear It podcast. We like to keep the You'll Hear It podcast informative, light, and fun, but it's Black Friday, buddy. Right. It's the week of Thanksgiving. It's, it's a big week. It's a big week, and yeah. so we have these awesome deals. We want to make sure that you're hip to them. Uh, so what Do you know about our doorbuster special? Oh, no, I'm just kidding. Crazy Pete's doorbuster. <laughs> yeah, okay, we don't have that. But but you don't. the great thing is you don't have to go down and bust any door. You don't have to get trampled at Target or anything for our deals, right? Where, where can they get them? You can get them at openstudionetwork.com slash BF. However, you don't even have to enter that into your computer. If you're listening on, say, an iPhone okay. and you're on the podcast app, which I know many of you are, yeah. uh, all you have to do is where you see... Uh, are you stalling now? I'm stalling now because <laughs> I'm getting it up. Episode webpage, right? Yeah. So what you do is you go to details. You see my episodes. Yeah. You see that, Pete? I'm, I I'm see showing that. Peter my phone right now. Yeah. See my episodes. And like, say you're looking at last Tuesday's, should you move to New York City, Paris, LA, Tokyo? No, but, but t- tell them what to do if they're listening right now to this episode. Oh, okay. So yeah, go to Because de- they're listening right now. <laughs> go to details and yeah. then go to episode webpage. That's going to take you to openstudionetwork.com slash BF. And you're going to be able to sign up to get uh, alerts about... Some pretty incredible uh, discounts that on are dropping on Friday. Exactly, exactly on Friday. Like as Friday, are we doing? We're doing like Central Time East. I don't know. You know what? We might even do it rolling. Don't worry about it. If midnight on Friday yeah. is dropping. But actually, that's a good reason you should go sign up now at openstudionetwork.com slash BF because we're going to do a special thing for you'll hear it listeners only. As always. A little priority announcement. Of course. And you're going to get a head start. But really, this is like, these are going to be our best deals of the year. We've been talking about this all year. We're so excited. This is the same quality content, the same offerings. It's just going to be super big discount. This is the only time of the year that we're doing this and we're trying to bring as many people into the fold spread the love and bring in more of this great worldwide community of players in, in with us that's right yeah uh so thank you so much for joining us today thank you for checking out the uh that page openstudionetwork.com slash back black friday go to details slash bf slash bf <laughs> oh man <laughs> just just you know when you want to remember just think of adam just think of me you're a bf you're your best friend okay <laughs> you'll hear it